10 years ago at 8.46 a.m. Hijackers crash flight 11 into floors 93 through 99 of the World Trade Center's North Tower, killing everyone on board and hundreds within the building. 9.03 a.m., hijackers crash flight 175 into floors 77 to 85 of the World Trade Center's South Tower, killing everyone on the plane and hundreds inside the building. 9.37 a.m., hijackers crash flight 77 into the Pentagon's western facade, killing the 59 on board and 125 military and civilian personnel inside the building. 106 are severely injured in the ensuing fire. 9.59 a.m., after burning for more than 50 minutes, the South Tower collapses in 10 seconds, killing approximately 600 workers and first responders in the building and surrounding area. 10.03 a.m., to prevent passengers from retaking the airplane, hijackers deliberately crash Flight 93 in a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, killing the 40 on board. 10.15 a.m., the damaged section of the Pentagon's outermost offices, known as the E-ring, collapses. No rescue workers were injured. 10.28 a.m., the North Tower collapses after burning for 102 minutes, killing approximately 1,400 people in the building and the surrounding area. 2,996. 19 hijackers and 2,977 victims died on September 11th, 2001. That is a day that will always be remembered. It will always be etched into our minds. You and I will always remember where we were. We will always remember what we felt. I was in my apartment when the planes hit the towers and then I was in the registrar's office of seminary when the towers fell and I had a TV in the corner. For the rest of the day I was in my green recliner staring and, and wondering and, and asking why and what was going on and, 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 and I realized that this was our Pearl Harbor. This was a day that murderers, however creative that they were, committed the most carnal of sins, killing people who had nothing against them. And then they rejoiced and they boasted in their acts. <laughs> and Scripture is clear that God is the one who gives us life 
And God is the one who has the authority to take it away. Men that day who worshipped a false god committed murder. And they did it in the name of a false religion and a false faith. They had a twisted hope. A hope of a world dominated by power-hungry people. A, a world that repressed and, and inflicts pain. It was a hope, though... That they had, but it wasn't even a hope anymore for them because hope is only hope if you can wait on it. And they could wait no longer. How twisted their hope might have been. They could not wait, and so they injected their own perverted reality into our world. They were led by a man whose root evil was hatred. Hate had eaten Osama bin Laden up to the point that it became who he was and, and he was still charismatic enough to, to lead others into that hate, to deceive others. And now he shares the fate of the thousands, hundreds if not thousands of people that he encouraged to kill themselves. He shares their fate in a deep watery grave. Probably more shocking to him is the fact that in Scripture, as Scripture is very clear, there is a heaven and there is a hell. And unless at that last moment that that bullet was coming and he confessed Jesus as his Lord and Savior, unless he gave his life to him, he lives right now in an eternal judgment away from God far removed from the jihadist prevailing idea of paradise laced with women and luxury. And guess what? Ten years later, their plan didn't work. It didn't work. In fact, it backfired on them. A false god and a false worship, whether you really believe it or not, always leads you away from the truth. Let me read something to you. For those of you guys that are getting married, I apologize that we use this verse. But let me ask you something. As I read this, tell me, ask yourself, is there anything in here that reminds you of terrorists or terrorism or murder? 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my life to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices 
with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. This word prophesy is not telling the future. It is speaking truth. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Their mirrors were not polished like the mirrors that we have today. Their mirrors were cloudy. Their mirrors were, you had to get real close to see anything of of importance. Now we see but a poor reflection as in their mirror. Then when Jesus comes... When we, when we go to heaven, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of them is love. Now, I want to look at this last verse for just a few minutes. Faith, hope, and love. This word faith is not an ideology. It's not a theory. It's not even a religious belief. This word faith in Scripture is the equivalent to our word trust. It is the equivalent to I trust my Lord and Savior. Not I have a faith, which is a religion. This word faith is trust, and trust is a relationship. This was not something that the terrorists did. They didn't trust the one true God. Hope. Hope is something that is unseen that you place your trust in. And hope is hard, isn't it? Hope is tough because you're hoping and then you... You know, you're questioning yourself. I don't know. Am I hoping the right thing? You know, and Jesus says, one day I'm going to return. We can place our hope in that. The terrorists couldn't stand the thought of hope, even their own corrupted hope. Hope is only in Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father. Everything here on earth will pass away one day. Everyone around you is going to let you down at some point in your life. But God's promises never fail. Never. And He always cares for those who love Him. He always delights in those who obey Him completely. Our hope is in Him, our constant, steady rock. And then love. If there was anything that you can look at Al-Qaeda and say they didn't have, it was love.
You could see how they could twist faith and maybe they could twist their hope and, and you could see how they could buy into the couple of those two things, but love, there's no way. And Paul says that the greatest of all qualities of a person is love. This is, this is why Jesus was the greatest man to ever walk the earth. He loved us so much that he died on a cross for you and for I. He did not come to kill us. He came to die for us. That's love. This is why our Heavenly Father is the most incredible and true God. Because he sent his Son to die on a cross for us. God is the exact opposite of terrorism. And I believe that's why their plan backfired. They had no faith, no hope, and absolutely no love. They didn't know the one true God. They knew a man who had convinced them of a false faith and a false religion. But Scripture says that we who believe in Jesus Christ, who have placed our trust in Him for our lives, that's the faith that matters. That trust in Him, that's what matters. And we, as believers in our Heavenly Father, who sent His Son to die for us, we have a real faith, a real trust, we have something to hope in that doesn't fade away. And if we are truly following and obeying Him, we will have a love and we do have a love for Him and for every person that walks this earth. We have faith and hope and most importantly, love. Do you, do you know where the terrorists, who the terrorists are now? We, we read it in verse 2 and 3. They're nothing. Verse 2. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all, possess, all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain Nothing, but you know what? God is still everything. There are a ton of questions. Why did this happen? Why did you allow this to happen? I, I don't have the answers for this. The easy answer is to say, you know, he does it so, to, to let us walk through trials and tribulations. But at some point, you know, there's so much pain and, and there's so much hurt. I was reading the story of the survivors. There were 16 survivors in stairwell B of, of the North Tower, I believe. And, and the, the, the building just, just came down on them. But for some reason, they were alive. And one guy rode and surfed the building down in a way. He dropped three stories. Every one of them, every one of them have so many issues that they deal with. And the major question is, God, why am I still alive? Yeah, they're thankful. Please understand that. They are very thankful. But they don't, they're, they're having a problem with life. It's tough. 
It's hard. Psychologically, they're not in the game, and it's hard for them to engage with their kids and their wives. And It's tough. 16, uh, no, it was 13 firefighters and three civilians, I believe. I could be wrong on that. And so questions remain, and, and we don't have the answers. But one day, we're going to see God face to face, and it's all going to be revealed. One day, those questions will get answered. But God is still everything. He is everything we need. He is all that we could want. He is the one person that we can trust in. He is the one person that we can place our hope in and the one person that we know will have unfailing love for us. My God still sits on His throne in heaven. He still reigns on earth. And that will never change. He reigns over this country He reigns over our city. He reigns over you and I. God reigns. And unlike the events of September 11th, He will never lose control. He will never be confused or in chaos. God reigns over all. And in the midst of sadness and confusion and and mourning and unanswered questions and and past hurts and and, and pains and, and why, God, why, God, why, he still reigns and he still deserves our worship. So let us continue to mourn. Let us remember. But let us worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, you are our God. We have unanswered questions. We don't know why. We don't know the answers. But Father, we know that you are over all and you take care of us and we, as your children, are yours. And so, God, we ask that you will watch over us. We pray, Father, for your grace, for your mercy, for your protection. And Father, we pray that with all that we are, we will worship you because you reign. Our God reigns. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.